This is for you. It's a prayer cloth. It's an oil. It's been prayed over. It's been prayed in, sweated out, everything. Keep it with you. Go to bed. Take it with you to work. Take it where, everywhere you go, take it with you. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's yours. In Jesus' name. All right, and you say, where is that in the Bible? Acts 19. Paul did great miracles. He took handkerchiefs and put them on his person, his body, and the anointing, which is transferable, comes off. And you can transfer it onto things and you can give it to others to keep it with them. And that's what Paul did. Paul did that. And demonic spirits left. People were healed, delivered. You know, they got to experience God because it's the anointing. It's Jesus, the anointed one that's being released onto something to be given. That's why they could touch Jesus by his him and him not know that he only why the only reason why he the woman was noticed was because she needed to know that her faith made her whole. She needed to know that Jesus wanted to let her know that your faith has made you whole because you believe because you were willing to risk it all. Your faith made you whole. And he wanted her to know why she would continue to believe. She would believe even more. She would continue to believe. But the Bible says that in different accounts in the gospel, many people touched Jesus, touched Jesus, and he was unaware. They just touched him because it was on his person. It is on his being. That's the way it's supposed to be for us. It's supposed to be so hanging out with us, so dwelling with us that people just, you walk by them and they experience something from the Lord or just by their faith. I could just touch him. I'll be healed. So when we do stuff like that, when we see those things in the word and we step out, you are releasing your faith. You are exercising your faith because you're believing what has been established, what has been written. It doesn't, God doesn't need you to do it to make it true because it's true by itself. The word of God is true by itself. It don't need you to validate it, jump behind it and do it to make it true. It is true on its own. It would be beneficial for you to partner with that which is truth. So that you can see the demonstration of the spirit or you can see the power of the spirit moving in your life as you what partner with the one whose name is Jesus. And just in case you guys know, his name is up here. It's in Hebrew. You sure? That, that's probably for me because, you know, I forget sometimes, you know, now I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And it was funny, I was at the coffee shop today and I was just, um, before I got here and you could tell people were bothered or they just, or they were just kind of like looking and they could see that name. They know what it is. Even if it isn't Jesus in, in English, it's Yeshua. They know who Yeshua is. They know what comes with it. And it's kind of <laughs> staring at you and it's the spirits. It's not them. It's the spirit in them looking at the, like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Trouble. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I'm just going in for a cup of coffee, and they got good cookies. They got good cookies there. <laughs> That's all I was doing. But just hanging out, the T-shirt was like advertising. Oh shoot, there. But see, here's the, here's the thing. It wasn't just a T-shirt. It's what's the content in here. See, because you can have a T-shirt, but if there's no content, trust me, you're no threat. Let's be real. Yeah, we don't want just a, we don't want just a form. We don't want just a, 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 just an expression. We want the full thing. When you see this, you, you'll know, oh, wait, yeah, that, there's a little bit more there. That really, Jesus is in there. I, had a, I, I want a man of God 
I met uh, uh, some time ago, maybe not, not too long ago. He walked up on me and he's kind of looked at me, sized me up and he said, yeah, God's with you. <laughs> just walked away. <laughs> just walked away from me. And I just like, okay. I mean, I didn't need it to know that God was with me because I know because of my relationship with him. And that's not being arrogant. It's just being confident. When you spend time, this is like almost like if you have a girlfriend, you spend time with her all the time, you know that's your girlfriend. You're not being proud. Well, yeah, I got a girlfriend. Everybody's like, well, why are you being so arrogant? I'm not being arrogant. I got a girlfriend. It's really, <laughs> I'm in a relationship. So the same thing with Jesus. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you can be confident that the Lord is with you. He's with me because the scripture says he's with me. He's with me because I feel him with me. He makes himself known to be with me. And so when he said that, I was like, yeah, the Lord's with you. I said, well, we're, and I'm thinking in my mind, were you expecting something else? Were you expecting him not to be with me? Yeah, no, God's with me. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. It's nothing of my own. I didn't earn it. I didn't have to, I didn't have to jump through any hoops. It was just a free gift that he given to me. It was his love, expression of love. He says, I love you so much. I want to put you in me. I want to put myself in you. Emmanuel. Emmanuel with us. God with us. I want to be with you always. Uh, you are better. You are not, you're no longer born from beneath. You're born from above. Beneath was the first man, Adam. Above is the second man, Adam, who is a life-giving spirit. That means you are a life-giving spirit because of who lives in you. And if you continue to allow that to grow in you and get greater and greater and greater, then that which is in you will give life to others. That's what it's supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to do. So when we worship, when we just lay before the Lord and we minister to him, he want, we, we, he's going to speak to us. He's going to show us things. He's going to reveal things to us. He's going to release things unto us. Sometimes you don't have to get a prophetic word directly to you. It can be just sung in the spirit. It can be sung as God is releasing it. Release that word. Say this. And you're hearing, oh man, I needed that because the spirit is moving. Spirit knows the will of God. He knows what's on his heart. He's not going to convey anything else but the will of God. And again, it would it would behoove you to partner with that which is truth. So that that which is truth can manifest in your life the way it's supposed to. You have no manifestation, then maybe you're not partnering with truth. You say, well, what do you mean by that? I am partnering with truth. Well, the Bible, Jesus said this plainly. Jesus said this in the scriptures. He said, he said, you, you honor me with your words, but your heart is far from me. If you are in cahoots with the word, with your word only, it means nothing. It is only when your heart is in it that there's transformation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, it says, be, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, to be not conformed. What is conform? Conform means to be like, to be resemble, you know, to, to be in that same fashion. But in order for me to bring about transformation, the word of God doesn't just help me conform. It transforms me. So some people, believers choose to be conformed. They conform, but they are not transformed. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's not, oh, it's not one. It's, oh, if I'm conformed, I'm transformed. No, that is wrong. That is not because transformation is something that's happening gradually, progressively over your life. As you continue to say yes, as your mind is renewed, how does it work? When I say yes to the word of God, then what? And I receive that word and that word gets in my heart. I'm renewed because where is your thought process? Where is your mind? 
In your soul. Where's your heart? In your soul. So that needs to be renewed. When that's renewed, then there's transformation. Because the fire of the Lord burns out anything that's getting in the way. The, the, the strength of God, the hammer of God smashes, breaks. That's why you need the fellowship in the word. You cannot have an encounter with God and sustain it without the word of God. Because the word of God just backs up what the demonstration of the spirit is or the power of the spirit happening. The word just backs it up. It just continues because they go together. They're married. They're not one. They're not separated. You don't choose one over the other. Oh, I like the spirit better because it's so gentle and it's so smooth and it's just so nice and so warm and fuzzy. No. Then it will be here today and gone tomorrow and you'll be upset and be still in your same mess. The word you need. You can't have them by themselves. You need them together. They work hand in hand. The spirit of God is looking for the word and the word is looking for the spirit. That's right. They're looking for one another. They like one another. They're, they're one and the same. They're the same person. The spirit is him. The word is him. How do you separate them? You can't separate them. So if I want to see transformation, then my mind needs to be renewed. Then what do I need to first do? Break my conformity to this world. That's what Romans says. Romans 12 says, be not conformed to this world. That means break your likeness to this world. Break, your, break all your connections to this world. Kill your desires. Let's go back and further. Get, get Romans uh, 12, 1. Somebody get Romans 12, 1. First one gets it. Come on, Bible scholar. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Don't you want to go? <laughs> Whoever gets it first. Get a ah. skittle. Get a skittle. Get a I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, mm -hmm. by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm. holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I love that. It says, present your body as a living hey. sacrifice. We understand sacrifices of Old Testament. Sacrifices would just, just, you kill it, it's dead, and you present it, and it's burnt up. And that's it. But he says, a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto him. That means you are constantly dying. That's how you can break your conformity to this world by the constant dying, the constant presenting yourself as what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. But you got to do that with your heart. You can't do it with your lips. Because you do it with your lips, it'll be short lived and you'll be right back out there. You'll be like the scripture says, a dog going back to its vomit or a pig that's cleaned up and then what goes right back into the mud. But the power of God, but the power of God's spirit, what he did in his blood will, is broken that has broken that for you. Can I tell you something, my friends, that what happened was when man sinned, when he partook and they disobeyed God, his word, they disobeyed his word. So when you disobey God's word, the opposite happens. When you obey his word, transformation happens. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you getting where I'm going? So when you disobey, what's been done is undone. And you set yourself up for what? Demonic spirits. You set yourself up for oppression. You set yourself up for anything under the sun, dark, when you disobey. Matter of fact, let me tell you what it is. The Bible says when you reject truth, you embrace judgment is what you're really doing. So when you 
disobey God's word. You're saying, I don't want your word. I don't want you. I want my way. Well, the Bible says the way that seemeth right to a man or a woman, then the end thereof is what? Right. Death, destruction. No good. Yes. No, 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 no. So this, this, there is this constant offering of myself. So you're the offering, but you're also the brazing offer. So you throw yourself on the offering and you offer yourself each time that needs to be offered up. Why? So that something in you can die. And then once that dies, bam, that strand, that chain of conformity to this world is broken. And you're stepping more into freedom. You're standing more into transformation. Because you're breaking that. Now, what does that mean? That means I'm to conform to what? To the kingdom that I'm from. That's why he says, little children, you are of me. Remember who you come from. Remember who made you. Remember who redeemed you. I redeemed you so that you can be acquainted with the one who made you. You needed to be redeemed so that you can move and breathe in the original intent that I had for you. It's not just restoration. You don't want restoration. Why you don't want restoration? Because you, you, you'll get back what you had. I don't want that. I want, I want to move in the original tent of God. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to move in the original tent of God. God intended for me to be, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue. He, 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 he envisioned me to be like him here on earth, taking and expanding the kingdom. That's what he envisioned. So when you were saved and said yes to Jesus, you were put back in the garden, but the garden was Jesus. Because the garden of Eden represents Jesus. Mm -hmm. It represents Jesus. Everything was in the garden that they needed was there. They didn't have to do anything. The Lord didn't tell them, oh, work the garden. Like people say, well, the man's job was to work the garden. (laughs) How are you going to work a garden? It's already There. there. It's already, you have to do nothing. The trees are already growing. Everything. They have its own ecosystem. (laughs) The water comes from the ground to wet it. You don't have to do anything. What he was talking about was expanding it. How do I know that? Well, we we found out after they sinned outside of the garden, it was nothing. (laughs) It was bad. When they got kicked out of the garden, it was dry. It was messed up. It was busted and disgusted, as my friend would say. And they had to fend for themselves. They had. So we understand what was in the garden was not outside, but it was their job to expand it. And if they obeyed God's word, then they would have seen that because when you obey God's word, you see increase. Yes, that's right. The blessing of heaven is multiplication. It is. That's just what it is. So you're meant to prosper. You're meant to thrive, not survive. So if you're telling somebody, oh, I'm just surviving. Stop it. No, you need to stop confessing that. You shall have what you say with what? Your words. Mark says that. Mark 11 says you shall have what you say. So if you're saying you're just surviving, guess what? You're surviving. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's a story. Yeah, it would have lost wallet. I lost my wallet and I couldn't find it. I looked over and I looked over. I looked, I tore the house up, tore the house up and down, tore the house up and down looking for it. I looked everywhere. I went to church and I was mad about that. I couldn't find my wallet. And this, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the woman of God said, oh, it's probably at home. What do you mean? It's at home. I ain't found it. I go home and guess where I find it? Right between the tub and the toilet where I looked 10 million times. God showed me, yeah, you ain't, you don't lose anything. Yes. Hey. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. So, has anybody ever been to South Coast Plaza? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So you guys are familiar with the bridge? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So my friend and I decided we were going to walk around. Mm hmm. And when we got 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Tunisia, and I had my my wallet in one pocket, and I think my work ID was in the other pocket. Uh-huh. But I sat down on one of the little um, like, yeah, little benches. But there's a bench, there's a bush. There's a bench, there's a bush, and then that's how it followed. Um, so I think I got up suddenly mm. or something, and I wasn't paying attention. I had headphones on, and I went home. Mm. And in my head, I'm thinking, what did I do? You know, I'm thinking of all the places that we went. And mm. uh, I think, I think, I think um, I waited like two to three days before I went back to the bridge. Huh. But uh, that day, I broke down at work. Like, oh. I, just, I, just, I just broke down. I left uh-huh. work. And I started crying. And my brother um, had to meet me somewhere. Like, I walked home. I, I think I walked like an hour mm. and a half home. Because mm. I, was, was, I was like, my wallet's gone. <laughs> and, uh, and this thought came to my head it just kind of hit me in the, in the forehead it was like bridge go to the bridge go to the bridge and I'm like well, what do you mean go to the bridge? you gotta check the bridge go to the bridge <laughs> I'll walk to the bridge and I go through each and every single bench and bush and I'm thinking it's not gonna be in there but you know what like I have this feeling that it's gonna find it out of nowhere so I almost gave up and I was like no 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 just go through all of it and I did I open it wallet's neat wallet is neatly placed uh, ID is neatly placed and just kind of like just just there just there wow. I just open it it's like there <laughs> and I just scream I was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> and the people were walking by and they were just like I don't know they were just like what's wrong with her and I'm like and I, and I look I looked at strangers and I was like <laughs> I have one and a testimony the angels come around with this testimony this is a very big wallet. It is very bright. Uh-huh. So I, I too, like you, could not find it anywhere. Uh-huh. I, I used to work in a very before COVID. I worked in a very fancy, big salon. I worked up in the loft. Uh-huh. And I, I brought my, I had a tote bag besides the purse. And I came down and literally, li- it was sitting on top. Like Jesus just went, here you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I mean, I call my friends. I took a picture of it and sent it to people. Like, hey! and then everybody said the same thing. It's Jesus because we were looking at that bag, but it was sitting right there. Didn't you? I was like, there yeah. you go. Like literally. That's right. right. I, yeah. Uh, I'll share. In Jesus um, name. Just, it brought me a memory of a past, <laughs> uh, past one when I was actually I was a teenager. I don't really care but about I, uh, that. I went to a youth camp, uh-huh. and you know, we take a public bus, and there's we we hire a bus company, and bus company took the camp, and then. On the way, to, and I had just gotten a new Nokia phone, the old, yeah. the old Nokias. And the old I love Nokias. Were tanks, man. Tanks. Was, I was loving it because of my first phone, my first cell phone. Uh-huh. And we got to the bus station, and my mom picked me up, and I get home, and I can't find my phone, and I'm freaking out, and I'm crying. And my mom's like, "We prayed," and I thought, "What about the bus station? The bus?" So we went back to the bus. We and I was like, "It's not." There's thousands of buses. How are we going to find the right one? Oh, and uh, <laughs> we find the, the, the bus driver, and he's like, well, you can check. And they're in there. Like, <laughs> it was snug between the window, like, wall and mm. the seat right mm-hmm. there. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I got, I've had that many yes. same things with phones. And, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Just, Jesus. Yeah. So God is a God. Jesus is the God is a, the God of lost things. Yeah. Luke, Luke 15. But, you know, when you look at. That's right. Yes, the lo- that's right. Luke 15 says the lost coin was recovered. The lost 
the last the last yeah. the last person. So you know he brings the lost back. So you send them angels out. We release them to go and get that wallet and bring it back in Jesus' name. Yes, the angels to go and get it. They know where it is. They're gonna bring it back in Jesus' name. You know, and so that's the beauty of that. You know, but like so we brought that up. Just uh, I don't know why we went on that rabbit trail, but that was good. We went on a rabbit trail because you said you were talking about declaring the things that come out of your tongue. Ah, beautiful. Come Thank on, you. She was paying. She was paying attention. Thank you. Yes, Mark 11, that is correct. You were, yes, that's it. Thank you, thank you. My bookmark right there. Yes. And I said, yeah, be careful what you say, because why? Because if you're saying you're just surviving, then you will only survive. You shall have what you say. The, or the Bible says, according to your faith. So you don't want your faith level to just be surviving when you know that the faith level should be thriving. It makes sense. And then you need to put your heart into it. You know, put some, put your, put some muscle in it. And I tell you, rub that thing, put some muscle in it. Don't be just playing with it. Yeah, put some, yeah, exactly. Why? Because why? Nothing won't happen if you don't do anything. So there is this constant offering myself. There's this constant dying, presenting myself and breaking my conformity to this world. Falling out of love with this world. Falling in love with this world so that transformation happens. But it happens with the word. People want transformation, but they don't want it through Jesus. Let's be real. New age. Oh, yeah, we want to embrace the light. No, well, that's a false light. You know who that is? That's Lucifer. He comes as an angel of light, tricking you, sucking you right in and allowing you to access something that's in the spirit through a wrong door. And what will happen? You'll get you'll open yourself to demonic oppression is what happens. Yes. When you're messing with new age stuff, you're accessing a demonic door. Yeah. Jesus says, I am the way. The truth in a lie. He says, I'm the door. That's right. You don't go nowhere. whether you jump any other way. You are a thief and a robber. So you're stealing and you're robbing. The Bible says I didn't write it. So you can be mad with the Bible. I don't care. <laughs> you can be mad with me. I don't care because that's what the word says. You're accessing something that you know not what you're doing. Yeah. The world we don't see is more real than the world we do see. And when you're trying to access that world through something that is not righteous, that is not holy, that does not have your best interest, it just wants to pull you in by pretending to be something that it's not to win you. That's this. That's how he's going to deceive you. So if he comes as a big, bad wolf, you know, the big, bad wolf, oh, that's a monster. I'm not going that way. But if he comes in like a nice person says, hey, come on in, come this way. It's so good. You're like, wow, that feels good. That feels right. He sounds so nice. Maybe I should come on in. And that's how people get sucked in. Mm -mm. People want the benefits of the kingdom, but they don't want it through Jesus. They want it apart from Jesus. There's no transformation without him. So if you're going to present your body constantly as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, then that means first there is a yielding to the Holy Spirit that he is giving you. He's giving you the Holy Spirit as your comforter, but he's not just the comforter. He's there to lead you and guide you in what? All truth and show you what things to come. He's also there to teach you all things. Are you yielding so that he can teach you? Are you yielding so he can show you the things to come? Are you willing to make, because he's Lord. Yeah, let's, be, let's just put it plainly. He's Lord. So if he's not Lord over your life, then what? Then you're not going to what? Break your conformity. Break your contract. Break your allegiance. Break your tie. Break those things that would bind you to this world. You got to break your allegiance so that what I can be transformed 
because the word of God itself is there to show you. Because here's the thing. The world, when you were in the world, you had an example of what to do. Pop culture, radio, TV, everything gave you an example of what it is to conform, to be like. The rappers wear certain things, so you wear this. The punk rockers wear this, so you're like that. The gothic people wear this, so you wear that. Whatever you like, it was presented, and so you followed that. You conformed. You you read me. That's what you did. The Bible says in Ephesians, it says that such were you walked to the beat of this world. You were them that were evildoers. You were them that ran that way. Then Jesus came. And now you march to the beat of a drummer. Well, guess what? You got to break all your conformity. There's no Christian Gothic. Stop it. That's a mixture. There's no Christian yoga. Stop it. That's a mixture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to, what you're trying to do is preserve your way of life. But I want Jesus too, because I want the benefit of being saved, but I want to still be in mess. No, that's wrong. That's mess. That's mess. You're in the middle and he will spit you out. As the Bible says, you either be hot or you're cold, not lukewarm. Sorry. Doesn't work that way. There's no transformation being lukewarm. You're playing games is what you're doing. Then you might as well, then you might as well not even go. You might as well just go be in sin. Why come? If you're really not going to yield. Seriously. Because it requires your heart. And if you're willing to take one step, God said, I'll take the other step with you. You take a step, he'll take a step. You take a step, he'll take a step. He'll take a step with you. Every step you get, take, he will give you the grace to do it. That's me. That's bumping into something. That wasn't of the Lord. (laughs) And he's looking like, Lord, is that you? (laughs) No. Hope. Hope is the workhorse of faith. Hope. Hope, 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 hope. Long as you're breathing, there's hope. Long as you are walking with Jesus, there's hope. Hope in Christ does not disappoint. Hope in anything else does disappoint, but anything in Jesus doesn't disappoint. So when it fails, he won't, he won't allow you to fail. David said, I may fall, but I'm not utterly cast down. Things may fall apart. It may not go right, but if I got my hope in Jesus, Jesus is going to keep me steadfast and unmovable and he'll move me on to the next thing. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? So hope. Yeah. Hope, 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 hope. That's yours. Don't grab on the false hope because that's what you were doing. You're grabbing on the false hope. And you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't hope that led you down a bad, dark place. But there's a man whose name is hope. His name is Jesus. And he will lead you into light. He will lead you into goodness. He will lead you into favor and he'll lead you into a knight in shining armor, not a jerk in a tin can. Say that again. Oh. <laughs> Should I say that again? No, I'm not going to say that again. You heard it the first time. <laughs> right. I got that from my friend. My good friend used to tell me, he said, yep, all you girls want the knight in shining armor, but you got a jerk in a tin can. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. He's, he really isn't Superman. <laughs> when you rub your hand on his chest, the, the, it's really not an S, it's something else. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we won't repeat that. But, <laughs> but we heard we her. Oh my goodness. Julie, Julie, Julie. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Or, 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 is there, or the nice way Paul would say, he called it dung. 
He said, I counted all done that I might win, that I have all Christ Jesus. He said, everything that I have acquired in the natural, all the education, all the degrees, all the things that make me who I am. Yes, is done that I compared to Jesus. So it, you got to see it like that to break your conformity to the world. It has to be like poop. That I, that I would win him, that I would apprehend him. And if I'm going to embrace him, then I need both arms to embrace him. Hey. I can't embrace him and embrace this. I'm not embracing him. Then, no, then there's no transformation. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says this. Well, how does that work? Because see, there are a lot of people that talk like Jesus. Say all the Christian things, say all the Christian songs. They know all the Christian lingo. They know how to blend in. They know how to conform. So they sound like a believer. Hey, praise God, sis. How you doing? Bless the lamb. He's so great. And you're like, oh my God, he's so beautiful. Jesus, send me a beautiful one. Yes. You know, you're a beautiful one. Jesus, I just love. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. Stop it. Get, Get some discernment. Discern was flesh, was God, and was the devil. He up there, oh, oh, Jesus, we love you. We're just sold out for you. You are the lamb. You are the one and true God. And he does not believe that here. All that is is words. Conforming. That's what conforming is, to be like. And so you embrace him like, God, I want one just like him. And Jesus is like, no, you don't want one like him. (laughs) You don't see what I see. I'm going to spit him out. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm getting ready to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, we don't, but we don't see it. Because why? We're staring at the wrong thing. And when you want something so bad that you want it more than you want God, then that's how the enemy can suck you in with something that isn't real. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's how he sucks you in. Oh, oh, she, well, she wants that more. Okay. Well, here we go. Yeah. No, uh -uh. no. If I get him, I, then I get everything. If I seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, I get everything, everything that they run in pursuit of. Let me tell you what they do. The way of this world is pursue education, pursue a job, pursue a business, pursue a house, pursue a wife, pursue this, pursue that, then die. They're in this pursuit from day one. And then what? And Jesus said, yeah, you can go to school. Then you can start a business. Keep me center. Because what they run after, I want to give you. They don't have God centered. They want to do it themselves. So they get in a rat race and they're running on this hamster thing. Running, 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 trying to achieve. Because why? That was the curse of the fall. That man would what? Find his worth in what? In what he did. And a woman would find her worth in the man. That's the curse of the fall. But when Jesus came back and redeemed that, we find our worth in him. That's restored. Amen. 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 And then when we find our worth in him, we find out who we are. Then he reveals. Yeah. So conformed. So we, we, we want to break our conformity. But transformation happens 
when I believe the Bible says this in Hebrews, it's, it says without faith, it is impossible to please him, let alone walk with him. You can't embrace the word, the one who is the word, walk with the word, eat the word, unless you believe you got to believe in what you're reading, because if you don't, it will not do anything for you. The Bible says in James, let not a man who is unstable, double-minded in all his ways, he'll be like the waves of the sea, toss to and fro by every what? Wind of doctrine. Just toss to and fro. There are so many people that are tossed to and fro and they don't even know that they're tossed to and fro because they're chasing this and I'm chasing that and I'm chasing this and I'm eating at this table and I'm just chasing and they're tossed to and fro. You are a son and a daughter. You have a father in heaven who cares. If your mom treated you that way as a kid, you would not be healthy. If she let you feed yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a kid back there. Yes, it is. Yes. That's not just saying that's, that Yeah, I know, right? Perfect timing. <laughs> there is a kid I saw him walk in when we were worshiping. It's her grandson. It's your cousin. Yes. Yes. I saw him. Yeah. Or something like that. Nephew, cousin, family member. But yeah. And so that's what it is. We toss to and fro. You're a son or a daughter. If I'm a son or a daughter, my dad is going to feed me. He's going to show me where it is, to, where, where I'm going to eat tonight, where I'm going to fellowship today. Do you get what I'm saying? Some people use, oh, I'm just, I'm going here. You're led here. You're always led. You're always. No. Stop. Because what Papa wants you to do is eat. Take it in. Chew. What did your mom, my mom used to tell me? My grandma told me, boy, you better chew that 25 times. Because <laughs> I would just <laughs> Yes, just hug it down And she's like, no, chew that 25 times Why? Because then if I take my time and eat the food Then I'll actually enjoy the food The food will be good I'm not swallowing because it's not good to swallow whole food No, it's not, it's not good for your digestion It'll mess your digestive system up So you take your time, you eat your food And you find out that the, plate, the food on the plate You get food, you'll get full but when you slap it down, you're not getting food. You'd be ready for some more. <laughs> did you taste that? On, did you taste that? Yeah, on the way down. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You want to eat this. So my God, our God, our Father is interested in feeding you. And then once you feed you, you eat that. Then he lets you eat that and chew on that and marinate on that. That's your part. He'll give it to you, but then you got to take it and chew on it and fellowship it and eat on it and sit on it and wait on it and let it what feed you. Because what it's doing is it's not only cleaning you because the word does it cleans you. But what after you're cleaned then it transforms? because why does it transform? It's shifting your paradigm. It's shifting your mindset. It's shifting. It's cleaning your perception, your eyes. So you can see the Bible, Paul said, I pray this, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you would know what the hope of God's calling. Well, if you're not transformed, you won't know what the hope of God's calling is. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, you won't know because you don't fellowship with him. How are you going to know the hope of his calling? You don't fellowship. You got to get your lens cleaned. Paul said, I he says, I pray that you would have fresh wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who? who Jesus is. 
If you don't fellowship in the word, you're not getting fresh wisdom and revelation. Ooh, thank you, Lord. I caught that. I got, I got skills. Bless the lamb and move away from that. <laughs> He's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> the angels caught it. It was like, oh, no, that's okay. We got it. <laughs> P, that boy, that PS, uh, almost. <laughs> Josh like, I'm going to get that right now. <laughs> I'm teasing. Yeah. And so we want to eat. And so if he's a good father, he gonna, he's going to feed his children good food and they're going to eat. And then what? Once you eat it and you process it and it's done, it, it's done what it's needed to do, then you move on to the next thing. But if we're feeding ourselves, calling, it's Jesus feeding me. Then you're eating all this stuff and, you gotta, and you're not mindful that there's stuff attached to stuff. Are you getting what I'm saying? They could speak something and there's something attached to what they're speaking and it's released into you when you're feeding you and you call it Jesus. Uh -uh. We got to stop that. Our Papa loves you. Don't want you to get no other thing but the truth. There are people out there that are preaching truth but they're preaching truth with some other stuff attached to it. And you need to be aware of that. You don't want them releasing anything. I'm not saying you can't go nowhere. I'm just saying, let it be led. Let it be led of the Lord, not led of you. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you can talk you in anything. Trust me. I feel like I'm supposed to go. <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to go. I feel like I'm supposed to go. And you're like, and you feel like you're supposed to go all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But if you're supposed to go, then God's going to make a way. Oh, yeah, he makes a way. Trust me. And there will be something there for you. I don't care what they experienced. Oh, I went up there and I didn't get nothing. Well, maybe God didn't send you, but he sent me and I got something. Do you get what I'm saying? Everywhere God has ever sent me, I've always gotten what I'm supposed to get. And if I went of my own, if I asked Papa, can I go? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, then I'm not going. Um, yeah, because then that's not for me. It's not for me. Everything ain't for me. Just, you know, everybody's, oh, I'm enjoying this. Well, that's good. I might come and visit and I might come again. But if it's not for me, it's okay. As long as you're enjoying it. As long as I know God is there and God is giving you something, because I'm there. I'm watching for your soul. So I'm watching. Oh, okay, God is here. If I see some God in there, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, you might want to be careful. I don't think God is in there. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I, I love my brothers and sisters. I love them. I don't want you to be caught up and hung up in some stuff because you can quickly. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't don't get wild by what you see because people get caught up in the conformity. Oh, man, they sound so good. They know all this knowledge, but they have nothing. No substance here. That's what counts. It's what's in here because what's in here comes out. Hey. <laughs> On Sunday when you worship. If you've been like the devil all week long and you're going to get on the worship on the worship team and start playing and doing whatever, you're projecting all that. You're just conformed. You're not a transformed being. And, 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 let's, and, and I just want to say this. I'm reading Jonah. I want to share this. I'm just being vulnerable. I love. I'm reading Jonah. And it's funny. Um, Jonah's an interesting book. Very interesting book. Four chapters long, but it's an interesting book. Because here, here you have a man of God, a prophet who is acquainted with God, who's walking with God. And the book starts 
in the word of the Lord comes to, uh, to Jonah and Jonah runs the opposite way. And you're like, wait, hold up. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that picture? The word of the Lord comes. He's a prophet. So he's supposed to do what God tells him to do, right? Because that's, that's, who he's, that's his boss, right? But the word of the Lord comes to Jonah and he runs the opposite way. And you're like, okay, that's not good here. And it goes even further. And he buys a ticket to go somewhere else opposite of what God tells him. He gets on the boat and he goes to the bowels of the boat and he falls asleep. Exactly. He, yeah, I, mean, I thought I was like, he fell asleep like Jesus. Wait, hold up. Oh, I if, after this book. if I run from God, I'm scared. Because if I'm running like I'm running, I, I'm not doing that. I'm running like, oh, Jesus, I hope you don't come after me. And then I get on a <laughs> boat and I'm sleeping. How can I sleep in peace? Yeah. You know, what kind of, I, I was, I was marveling at that. I was just like, dude, this dude was just laid out like, the ship is just like, everything's going through. The wind is like, oh, you think you're getting away? Those are violent wind. Everybody's like, oh my God, help me. They start praying to their gods. Here's the funny thing. The, the, the non-believers, the idol worshipers know that the storm was sent by something in the spirit. They had enough discernment to know like, hold up, this is not right. Who on here did something? I was marveling at that, that they were not believers, but they had discernment to know this here wasn't normal. This was supernatural and somebody on here did something. I was like, look at this. The, if, go and read it. You, when you take the time just to read it and you're like, man, there's so much in there that's happening. You're like, what the heck? They, were, they had discernment. And then everybody in there is calling on their God, you know, whatever, Buddha, whatever, whomever, they're calling on everybody trying to get the storm to stop. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, back in college, I was really uh, stressed out with my exams at Cal State Fullerton. Uh -huh. I made some good Muslim friends of mine, and and I was just so anxious, so weird. And I was just like, I'm not going to pass these exams. I'm not going to do anything. And my friend's like, bro, I got to know. Look how God brought us together. If God's so big that he brought us together, then of course he's going to help you get your exam well. Is he a believer? No, he's not. He's like, oh, like, and yeah, he's speaking truth to me. And I was like, this guy's more he's discernment like, than I do. Like, the guy's on the boat. Isn't that funny? That is so funny. You're like, what the heck? How do you got that? They, 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 we supposed to have that. But Jonah, down at the bottom of the boat, calling, counting the sheep, calling them in. And everybody is frantic. And the captain catches him and says, dude, get up. How are you asleep? Call on your God. That, that it might save us. And then they, they drew straws or they cast lots. And that was their way of um, finding out. And it's funny how them casting lots, that worked. And it, it's like, you the man. But then here's the funny thing. They were afraid. Because when you read the scripture, they ask him, who did this? They didn't say, why did you do this? They said, who did this? Like, almost like giving him an opportunity to kind of like maybe pass the blame on somebody else. And he said, nah, it's me. He said, tell me where you come from. He says, I'm a Hebrew. I believe in the one true God that created everything. And yeah, this is all happening because of me. And they were really afraid because they're like, oh, shoot, what do we do now? Because they started throwing the stuff off the boat and they're thinking like the storm is not stopping. Well, we don't want to throw you off. So the storm got worse, even worse. And they're like, and Jonah's like, throw me off the boat. And they're like, no, no, because what they don't want, they don't want his blood on their head. So they pray, Lord, please, <laughs> please don't let his blood be on their head. Um, don't encounter to us. OK, so we tossed him off. The moment they tossed him off, 
storm stops. Now, here's the interesting thing about Jonah that I found very interesting. Because as he is praying to God, there's a sense in his prayer that he thought he was just going to die. That it was it. That was it. And then, Lord, I'm just going to turn my heart towards the, the temple, the holy temple where you are. And the, 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 the sea is engulfing me. And I'm, I'm just releasing to the deep. The earth has opened up its gate and shut behind me. And the whole bit. And he's just going through this procession of just. And then finally, the Lord just spits him up on the, on the beach after three days. And then the word of the Lord comes to him a second time. And you're like, oh, yeah, Jonah's got a second chance. Yeah, Jonah, Jonah's got a second chance. Jonah repented. Or did he repent? Or, or was he transformed? So Jonah says, okay, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. And he goes to Nineveh. He doesn't go to release the word for the purpose of like, I'm on board with what God's talking about. I think he went to release the word to show God up. You say, well, how do what I mean? He gets there and he releases the word and the people repent. They're like, oh God, no, the king gets word. Everybody going on a fast. Don't nobody eat. Not even animals eat. We're going to, and we hope that God will spare us. They were, a, they were a Gentile nation. They were a pagan nation. They were idol worshipers, but God was going to spare them. And he was and and all of a sudden the Lord says, I relent. I'm not going to do it. And Jonah gets mad. Man of God, prophet of God is mad at God showing them mercy. And he says to God, I knew you were going to do that. That's why I went to tarnish. I didn't want to come here. Now, why don't you just let me die? It's better for me to die than to be alive. And I'm like, what is, and I was sitting there looking at this, like, what is going on with his heart? What is happening with Jonah? That he is so angry with God and God asking, do you got, you got a good reason to be angry? Why are you angry? What are you angry for? You're, you're, God's mercy triggered something in him and it made him angry. The Bible says that everything is for our understanding, for our getting, for our for our information, to learn the examples. I'm not, gonna, I'm not digging into the scriptures to kind of go into the depths, but I'm, I'm doing something because there's a narrative that pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, I guess I named all five and whomever else that are on staff, that they have arrived. There's this narrative that they have arrived, that they're transformed. And then when they make a mistake, what is happen? What happens? Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. He's supposed to be a man of God. Look at this woman of God. She calls herself a woman of God and she's doing this. You're just like Jonah. Judging people trying to be God. What are you? Hold on. Who told you they were transformed? Who told you they had arrived? They're still in the process of being transformed. So they're, 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 the only difference between you and them is that they have a position. They hold a position in God and maybe you don't. Or the Bible says where much is given, 
Much is required. Where little is given, little is required. But at the end of the day, something is required of both of you, and you both have to give account to God, and you both need the Lord. And you both are running this race, and you have not arrived. Does not matter. I don't care what title you've been placed. I don't care if they ordained you 20 times with 20 different titles. None of that makes you transform. The Word of God itself transforms you. Let that be true. Are you clear? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, yes, sir. We need to kill that false narrative that a title transforms you or that a title makes a person transform. That is a lie from hell that sets you up for the fall. When you believe that and you believe, well, I'm prophet so-and-so and I'm, you're supposed to listen to me. So when he prophesies something wrong, and it's out of the character of God. It's not the nature of God. And he doesn't feel like he's supposed to pause. He's not supposed to apologize. What's wrong with that? So I'm supposed to just receive your word because you say it. That's what it is. No. You are responsible. And it's high time that everybody who carries an office with God have that same responsibility. You need to have that type of love for your brother that I care enough for my brother that if I say something that's not God, I'm going to go back and make it right. I care enough about them because I'm not doing it unto God. I'm not doing it just under them. I'm speaking this unto God. What you do to the least of them, you've done it unto him. Are you understand what I'm saying? So there's this nasty narrative that they have arrived and they have not arrived. And here's this man. Here's a picture of a man, a prophet of God, a friend of God. Who God tells his secrets to. Who starts the story off running in disrespect. And God still uses him. What does that say about us? You don't earn this. This is a given gift from God. It's of his grace. And, And even when you are in the wrong fellowship or in you're not in good standing. God can still use you. But that should make you want to be in good standing. That should make you want to be in right standing. Here's this man, a picture of man. It blew my mind. I'm just sitting there looking at him like, what? The? But I said, this is so good because people need to hear that just because he or she is up on a platform don't mean they got it right. Don't mean that they, they're, they're done. Paul, who was used greatly, who persecuted the church badly, But when he got saved, he got saved greatly, did great things, great things that uh, by the hand of God through Paul. And Paul said this, he says, I'm running this race. I have not arrived, but I'm running after the one who first took me. I'm trying to apprehend him every day that I get. I'm running after I'm playing this game of tag. He tagged me one day and I'm running after him, trying to catch him to tag him back. And it won't probably won't culminate until I leave here. Or till I meet him face to face when I can grab him and hold him and say, tag, you're in. But by that time, I'm in heaven. Paul says, I'm running after this. I'm fighting a good fight. I have not arrived, but I'm pressing to the mark of the high calling. I press daily. I offer myself daily. I die daily. I'm not, if so, if that is, if that is the language that he's saying, that does not sound like a person who is already transformed, sounds like a person that's in the process of being transformed over and over and over and over again. Why? Because he's choosing to fellowship in the word and let the word renew his mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
And Paul tells you in Romans 8, Romans 8 or Romans 7, the things that I want to do, <laughs> I don't do, but I do the opposite. That, oh, wretched man, who can save me? Paul understood that. So can you imagine Paul being, being saved and he's running and he's looking at and, and, and people get in the flesh and get to acting up? And he was like, man, back in the day when I was unsaved, I just wipe you out. You're like, no, 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 Paul, don't go back to that. <laughs> we want you to stay saved. Do you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So I know some of you in here have ran across somebody that rubbed you the wrong way. You said, man, I'll give you two pieces and a biscuit in a minute. But Jesus. So I got to hold on and hold back instead and just give you a hug and grace and pray for you. Because I really want to lay hands on you and I ain't talking about in Jesus' name. I'm talking about in my name. Do you get what I'm saying? If you say you have not, you lying. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I ain't even got to be with you and I can tell you lying. Be in the car, somebody run, run you out somewhere. You owe so and blah, blah. You call them all kind of names. Okay. Okay. Now you go back and repent and make it right. What I'm saying is that there is conformity and it's transformation. I don't want to just conform to something so I can be a part of something. I want to have the substance in me. Are you getting what I'm saying? I want to be transformed. I want to be conformed to the kingdom of God and move and breathe like a son or a daughter, but I want to have the substance in me. I want to have the spirit living in me. I want all that he is moving and breathing in me. And that requires me to what fellowship with him. So fellowship is, 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 is what I move from. So I fellowship in the word, I fellowship in prayer, I fellowship in worship. If I'm fellowshipping, that means there's, there's a two way street. That means I'm looking to engage him in worship. I'm looking to hear from him. If I'm praying, it's just not me praying and I'm done. And then you get up and leave and you never give God a chance to say something. When you're fellowshipping in prayer, you, you, you pray for a minute and then you just kind of wait. It's going to wait on you because I just want to hear from you. And even if you don't say that, I just want to sit in your presence because I love you. I'm not in a hurry. Are you getting what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? We got to fellowship. It's for you to know the mysteries, for you to fellowship in the ministries and to steward the mysteries. You can't steward something you don't fellowship in because you don't know the value of it. And the reason why you're fellowshipping in it so it can get in you. Then you can better steward because you know what God has given you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we're not just being conformed, we're being transformed, but it happens by the renewing of your mind and your mind is renewed when you are obeying the word. The word of the Lord came to Jonah and he ran to the left. The word of the Lord came a second time and he went, but what his heart wasn't in it. The word can come to you a second time and you can say, oh, fine, I'll do it just to make you happy. That's not, that's not obedience. Your heart's not in that. And God knows it. You're not fooling nobody. You might be fooling the people, but you're not fooling God. He sees it. Are you, are you hearing me? So if you're going to obey, then you know what, Lord? I may not like this, but you know what? I do want to honor you. I do want to honor you and I do want to be on board. And maybe I don't see something that you see. Help me see it so I can be on board. That's being honest. You get what I'm saying? I, I don't see it, but I want to be obedient to you. I want to, I want to have the bet. I want to have a good attitude about this. I want to, I want to do the right thing. 
not because I'm just trying to please you so I don't get in trouble, but I want to do it because I want to understand what you understand. <coughs> I know I don't know what you know, but you're willing to make known your ways. Because Moses said, tell me your ways. Show me your ways. I want to know your ways. Because it's just not enough for me to see all the acts. I want to know you. So I don't want just all the benefits. I want to know you. Are you here? You hear what I'm saying? So we have this opportunity as sons and daughters to be conformed and to be transformed. But we first must break our conformity to this world. And we do it by dying daily, by presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And when you renew your mind, the scripture says, read the rest of that scripture in verse two, verse two. What does it say? Verse Romans 12, uh, Verse two. Um, and do not be conformed to this world, but be uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. That you may prove what is the will of God. That people will see the will of God in your life, in your actions. They will see the purpose of God being played out in your actions, because why? That word, which you have received and digested, has shifted and changed, and people can witness, not words, but deeds. That's why he said, faith without works is dead. Because if you believe in something, your works should back up what you believe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why James said that. James called him out, said, yeah, y'all just, it ain't enough to say you have faith in God. I don't see that. I see your actions say something else. So if you truly believe what you're, what you're reading, then it's going to be played out. As the scripture says there, it's going, people are going to see it. The Bible says this, that you are a, a written, you are a pistol. You are an epistle written. Just like Paul write epistles to the places, you are an epistle being read by everybody. So when people see you, do they see what you're saying is adding up to what's being written in here? Because if they don't, they're going to know. They're going to know. No, that's not real. He don't believe what he's saying. And sometimes there are a lot of people standing up there in churches that are in places that are in place. And I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just calling like it is because it's the truth. It's just what it is. There are people standing in places that are not, that are just conformed and not transformed. And they're going for transformed. I didn't say it's people standing up there that are conforming, but they're in the process of transforming. That's different. Some person that's in the process of being transformed. There are people that feel like I'm conformed, but that's it. I'm good. No, you're not. Conformity is not good without transformation. It's not one or the other. It's both. And that's why they have no, that's how, you're going to be, the Bible says in the, in the last days, you'll see the church. There'll be two churches, one with no power and one with power. They're both conformed, but one is transformed. The other one is not. Mm-hmm. You need to, That's how you tell the difference. The one that's transformed is carrying power. They're carrying a demonstration of the spirit. They walk a certain way and you can tell even if the spirit does not move. You know how you know when you do something, things in life will come to see how you respond. And when you respond in the way that you would respond, 
in the world, you are not transforming that area. Newsflash. And if you're not transforming the area, okay, well then Jesus, I repent, help me be transforming that area. That's what you got to do. So things in life are going to come to see where you, you fall short. Why? Because all is fall short. All flesh is grass. You are, we all need to be transformed. Let's be real. So I don't care if you're on a platform, you're not on a platform. The difference is they hold a position you don't, but you both need Jesus. And you need to be transformed by the word. You can't be transformed by no other way. The word of God has to transform you. And it's not just reading the word. There are many people that read the word. There are atheists that read the word and are not transformed. So we know that's not it. It's when you get revelation of that word, when the spirit speaks to you about the word and gives you revelation and you digest it and you take it in and you allow what it to break some things in you, pull some core truths out to put some real good truths in. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. Well, well, cause, cause every scripture is fully him. That's why I can speak to you multiple times in different ways because each word you can basically, you can take one passage or one, one sentence and live off that word for the rest of your life because it's fully him. He is fully in everything that he has created. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So they can, you can do that. But that's fellowship. If I'm going to read it every day and just fellowship in it, I'm a fellowship. The Bible says meditate day and night that you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Yeah. Rivers of water is the living water. The word is the living water. Yeah. Let your roots get in. Let your roots get rid. That's how you break your conformity to this world and you conform to that. Because why? The world gave you their example of what to be like. But the scriptures... Because you say, well, who do I follow? Who do I conform with? Because if I look at another human being, Paul said, you follow me as I follow Jesus. So Paul said, as long as I'm following the example in here and I'm walking with that, then you can look at me as I'm looking at Jesus. Or you can just look in scripture. Scripture gives you a clear depiction of what to conform to if you fellowship in it. Just read the Gospels. He'll tell you what Jesus did. And that's how you learn. There's your example. Now, I'm walking and talking like Jesus, but that isn't enough because I don't want to just, I don't want to just talk and walk like him. I want to have what he has because the devils will tell me then the devils will walk up to you and say, well, Jesus, I know and Paul, I know, but who are you? Because they lack substance. They had nothing in them to deal with them demons and them demons knew it. Trust me, you can fool people, but you cannot fool a spirit. Spirit knows. They'll look right at you and be like, yup, ah, you just jive in that church. That's, that, that shit means nothing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, you can't fool no spirit. They know when there's when the, when the, when the Holy Spirit is there. It's like, oh yeah, going the other way. God bless you, <laughs> and they walk right out the door. Yeah, seriously, they won't engage you. Why? Because they know you carry something that can kick them out, and they want to keep their physical host. They need a physical host to move around in here, so they they're not interested in letting them go. So they like get out the door. So the devil will come to church. But the spirit of God drops in the ground. You see him walk out the door with the people. Where are they going? Presence of God is falling real heavy. Well, they falling down because they don't want to be delivered. Because now that spirit doesn't have a home. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, uh, I'm just saying, I'm not saying everybody, but I'm just saying sometimes you see them ones get up and you're like, uh, especially when you see witches, you know, witches come to church too. They come in to curse and all of a sudden the spirit of God drops in the room. And 
You see them walk out the door. Why? They can't do nothing. They can't do anything. And they and they not trying to stay there because if they stay there, they're going to get what? Delivered. Set free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So we want to be conformed. We don't want to conform to this world. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that requires us to eat the word, to embrace it, to embrace it, to embrace it, eat on it, feed on it. Then after you add and fed on it, then you can share it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be sold in a rush. Get it. Eat it for yourself. Enjoy it. Then share it. I mean, like, here, let me share it to you. And you all, oh, man, that's a great word. And then you didn't eat it. Right. You can't even help but like it, not it, speak it, exactly. Like you, you right. Overflow yes, yes, exactly. Awesome. But see, most people get a revelation from God and they're like, Oh man, this is so rad. I'm gonna put this on. It's oh man, this is savage or oh this is this is man, this is fire. <laughs> and and then what and they post it. <laughs> they didn't eat yet. Yeah. Papa gave you food for you because he's a good dad. He said, Here, baby, here's some food for you. And you're like Woo, that's so good here. Mm. You, I gave that to you. And what do you do? They post it. And everybody's like, 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 like. Everybody's liking it. They're looking for the likes. They're looking for what do you how about you eat that? Yes, come on. That's good. That's not you're not being transformed by the likes on Facebook or Instagram. Come on, you're not being there's not helping you. Not at all. Just because they like it don't mean you transform. Let's be real. Transform is when you are renewed, not when they like it or put a heart on it or put a, a, fa- a fatty face, whatever. None of that nonsense. Eat the word. Jesus said this. And I'm closing. We line this play. He said, labor not for that which perishes. Don't labor for the food that perishes. Labor for the food that is internal. The food that really is going to give life, the really it's going to change you, change the world. You labor for that. Eat on that. Feast on that. Then from that you share. And like she said, when you eat on it so much, it can't help but to spew out of you. It changes you. People will see the evidence of him being present. The Bible says this. They understood that they were unlearned men. But they also observed they had been with who? <laughs> Jesus. There was something on them that gave them a sense. Yeah, these dudes have been with Jesus. They could feel you. If, if, if I could describe it, they could feel the, the presence of God radiating off of them. They're like, yeah, I don't know. Every time I hear them, I could feel the, spe- the atmosphere shifting. Not quite sure what this is. They're not smart like us, but they've been with Jesus. Can people say that about you? Can people say that about you? Can they tell you've been with Jesus? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it isn't about just quoting scriptures and about strumming a song. It's about fellowshipping with him. It's about being with him. It's about sitting with him, fellowshipping, eating with him, loving on him, letting him do what he can only do in you so that people will look and say, yes, I don't know you from Adam, but I can tell you've been with Jesus. That's a, that's a, that's the best testimony ever. That was, that was the disciples. That was the apostles testimony that they had been with Jesus. So the question is, are you being with Jesus? And it's not a religious thing. You should want to be with Jesus because this is life. 
That's your life. You are walking through this life with the love of your soul. You are in Christ Jesus. So how can you not want to be with him if you're in Christ? Yeah, that's another story. That's another lesson. Yes. Jesus is to know life. Yes. So life for you, hope for you. Wear that. Keep it. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Uh, this has been good tonight. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Thank you for my trusty assistant over there. I'd love him. He always, and my man back there on the ones and twos back there, making it, making it happen, making it happen. Um, Yes, right, right, right. Um, so we just want to, we, we do take offering here. We do take offering. We do take it on. We take it in form of cash or we take it on Vimo. I mean, Vimo or Cash App. And Cash App is a refuge house, all capital letters. And you can send it there. Um, and what we do with it. So we, what's it on Vimo? Uh, refuge house on Vimo. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And so um, we want to give and we give the honor of the Lord. That's what it's about. You give to honor God. It's not about giving to get. You're going to get because Jesus is going to take care of you. He's going to look out for you. But it's about honoring him because the first man that ever gave, gave out of honor. He said, God, he said, God, because you did what you did, because you helped me win this battle, I'm going to give a tenth of everything. And it was not law. Jacob, his son, his grandson did the same thing. So giving is about honoring God. But here's the beauty of it is the generosity of God should stir the generosity in you and it should cause you to be generous because we are naturally generous of God it is not our nature to be selfish or stingy. That is another nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if we're made in the image of God and the likeness of God, then we carry that there and it just needs to be awakened. Some of us actually are moving and breathing in that and others are not. And you need to learn. Or maybe sometimes you've been in church and you've seen it being abused. And so it is left a bad taste in your mouth. But naturally, we are naturally givers because what? Our God is a giver. He sent his son, the second man, Adam, a life giving spirit. Who gave his life to what? Save us. And we would take in turn what is freely given to us and what? Freely give it away. Do you see that giving generosity just a part of our nature? Yes, refuge house. Just refuge house. It doesn't come up when I just put refuge house. In Vimo? Yeah, in Vimo. Just one word, I believe. It's just one word together, refuge house together. Oh, together. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yep, there it is right there. That's it right there. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> he said, instead of taking me around the world, <laughs> love you. Yes. And so, Lord, we just, we just thank you tonight for your goodness, for visiting us, for being here with us, for meeting us. We love you tonight. We love you. We love you. We love you. I ask that you would bless each and every one that is here. Father, let their generosity explode. And you said that you said you'll give it back, press down, shaking together, run it over because you're generous. So your generous ways will be poured out upon us and we in turn will be served the generosity in us and we will want to give. So, Father, I thank you that we have the ability to be just like you, just like our father, just like our father in heaven who is generous. And Father, Lord, you are the biggest giver. You are the greatest giver because you love the world so much that you gave us your son. And because of your son, we are able to do what we're able to do, that we have what we have. And we're so grateful for that. We love you for that. And we love you for just your presence, just all that you are. Bless each and every one. Get them home safe. Bless their families. Cover them. Let what was done tonight, let it echo into the days coming ahead. Let it move. Let it resound. Let it move things out of the way. Let it open doors. Let suddenly come in. Let, in, let heaven invade. Because of what was done tonight, as we praised and worshiped, Lord, let what was done go before us and what was going to be set against us be dis, um, dis, uh, be disannulled, be, uh, be, uh, come to nothing. And we'd be there to get the spoils. We'd be there to step into victory, just like they did with Jehoshaphat. The praise and worship was just praise and worship and the enemy turned against themselves and they were able to walk right into victory. Let what was done here go before us and set the tone for the rest of this month, rest of this month, right into the new month. We speak that and declare that in Jesus name, because you are victorious and we are victorious because we are in you. We bless you. We love you. We honor you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. And amen. Bless you guys. Thank you.